What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Talk with Ryan Stout. It's been a bit. It has been a little bit since we've done a show. I do apologize for that. I've been extremely busy, but I'm very excited to be bringing you shows again. Not only this week are we going to do some shows, I'm going to try to incorporate some live play-by-play action through our Facebook Live page. You can find that at Sports Talk with Ryan Stout. Uh, before we get into the show, I do want to talk about a few things. First up, again, always check out Fuel of the Fire. That's Landon Hammond's show. That's going to be returning in just a little bit. And of course, Crunch Time Sports Show hosted by John Mark Stivers. Two great guys if you want to check out some sports content, sports podcasts, uh, sports shows just like I'm doing right now. Uh, go ahead and check those guys out. I would really appreciate it. Uh, they're young and up and coming just like I am. So that would be great if you guys could check them out. Secondly, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice that we are doing a little bit of a different format. I am going to be pre-recording all of my shows. It'll be a little bit better for the editing and everything like that. I'm also doing uh, Soundtrap is the new uh, way that I will be recording my podcast. I'm doing a podcast on Soundtrap right now, so hopefully the audio sounds just a little bit better. I'm just, I, you know, I'm, I'm discovering things as I go along, uh, being a new podcaster and things like that, talking about sports, you know, just finding the best ways to make the podcast look and sound professional. And of course, I want to thank everybody for, you know, the, your constant support. I mean, I've gotten friends and family uh, over this journey that have you know, supported me and continue to support me in what I want to do. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for that and, again, give you guys a quick update on what's going to be happening, the changes that you're going to see coming up with the podcast, and hopefully you guys enjoy it and stay tuned and you know keep tuning into the show. With all that said, we got a lot to go over today. First up, we have the, uh, the NBA. We're going to go and talk about the Suns and the Nuggets as the series ended last night. The Bucks and the Nets played last night as well. Uh, the Eastern Conference semifinals and the Western Conference semifinals as the playoffs in the NBA continue. And the race to a championship uh, thickens as teams are now no longer in the playoffs. Some teams move on. We'll talk about all that. Also in the NFL, Julio Jones has found a new home. Julio Jones has finally been traded. There were rumors about that. And he ends up in Tennessee. We'll talk all about that. Aaron Rodgers, a no-show for minicamp. The Rodgers drama continues in Green Bay. We'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, that's what I got for you today. And it's going to be a jam-packed show. So I want you guys to stick around. we got a lot to talk about. And we'll kick it off right now with the uh, NBA semifinals. We're going to start in the West. Last night, the Suns defeated Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets 125-118. The Suns sweep the series to everybody's surprise. Uh, CP3 put up 37 points. Devin Booker put up 34 points. And I say to everybody's surprise because me personally and a lot of people, a lot of people would have thought that Denver would have at least pulled out one game, right? They would have at least gotten one game out of this now, don't get me wrong, I thought the Suns were going to win this series because I think the Suns are one of the best teams in the West right now. I think the Suns are probably going to go to the NBA Finals and compete with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that was my prediction, if you remember, a couple weeks ago at the start of the playoffs. So anyway, CP3 put up 37, which is a big help. Booker put up 34, and we know Devin Booker's, this. Devin Booker's an animal. I mean, this guy can play, and he's going to be a young up-and-comer. He's a superstar already, in my opinion. He's leading this Sun squad, and I can't wait to see what Devin Booker does. 
Now, a big story that developed out of this was late in the game, Nikola, jo- Nikola Jokic, pardon me, was ejected for a flagrant two after he hit Cameron Payne in the face. And if you guys didn't see it, he basically Cameron Payne had the Cameron Payne had the ball, and Nikola Jokic basically winded up and hit him across the nose. He hit him in the shoulder as well. Cameron Payne went down. They called it a flagrant two, which means Nikola Jokic was ejected. Everybody basically knew the game was over at that point because the Suns, uh, the Nuggets were injured, and Nikola Jokic uh, basically carries this Suns squad. So anyway, Nikola Jokic. Gets ejected for the flagrant two. And I have a bone to pick not only with Nikola Jokic, but with the Suns fans. Because that was seriously uncalled for. He really could have hurt Cameron Payne. Uh, if you were watching the game, they said, you know, Cameron Payne's lucky that Nikola Jokic didn't break his nose with the way that Nikola Jokic hit him. Now, a lot of people were saying that it was all ball. I don't think that was all ball. If you watch it, he he really intentionally wanted to hit him. And what Nikola Jokic said after the game was that he wanted to change the rhythm of the game. That's not changing the rhythm of the game. Changing the rhythm of the game, I can see like a hard foul. That's way more than a hard foul. And they were exactly right to call that a flagrant too because he could have seriously injured Cameron Payne and ended probably his the play his uh, his playoff run with the Phoenix Suns. Now now I said, you know, not only do I have a bone to pick with Nikola Jokic, I have a bone to pick with the Denver Nuggets fans because after the fact they started chanting MVP. Now, granted, Nikola Jokic won the MVP. He had a great season, and I understand that. But to chant MVP when Nikola Jokic could have seriously injured somebody, that's not okay. I go back to a couple years ago when the Raptors won the NBA Finals. Kevin Durant went down for the Golden State Warriors uh, in game maybe four or five. I really forget which game that was. Uh, but they started cheering when Kevin Durant went down, and that you know that's not okay. You should never cheer for somebody to be injured. You should never cheer when there's a hard foul, you know. And and granted, they were probably cheering on the side of Nikola Jokic, saying that they support him. But again, I think it was just uncalled for, and you know they really shouldn't have done that. That's that's no way to act, um, especially during you know an NBA game. You know things get rowdy. I understand that they almost. Or they're on the verge of losing the series, which they did last night. But uh, you know, it's it's to me, it's just uncalled for. You should never cheer for somebody to get injured. That's all. Nikola Jokic had an okay game last night, but you know the Suns are just too good. And you know, a lot of people are wondering how far the Suns can actually take this. I think the Suns can take this all the way to the NBA Finals. I seriously do. I think the Suns are legit. I think the Suns are probably the best team in the West right now because I don't know if Utah is going to hold up with Donovan Mitchell. We'll see uh, with the Clippers game. I think the Clippers play tonight as well as the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'll definitely be tuning into those games. And you guys are going to want to watch those games too to see what develops in the NBA. A lot of different stuff that could happen. But again, I think without a doubt that the Suns are going to be in the NBA Finals because they are that good of a team. Chris Paul wants it, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Paul wants a championship, and he is showing that by the way he's playing right now. I mean, he is playing out of his mind, and he, you know, he's putting up 37 last night. He's the leading scorer for the Suns, not to mention he has Devin Booker. He has DeAndre Ayton. He has Jay Crowder, who's a good role player. Um, he has Cameron Payne, who played pretty decent last night and I think the Suns are going to take this a long way they're going to surprise a lot of people I knew it after they beat the Lakers they got all that under their belt and 
you know, now it was almost like a boost of confidence after uh, after the Suns beat the Lakers. Moving on, we have the Bucks and the Nets last night. The Bucks tied the series at 2-2, 107-96. Nobody thought they were going to do this. Me, personally, I thought it was going to be a sweep. Maybe the Bucks get one game out of it. I thought the Nets were going to win in five. Now we go to a game five with the series tied 2-2. But more importantly, Kyrie Irving goes down with an ankle injury. He leaves the game four, and he did not return to game four. So what does this mean for the Brooklyn Nets? All right, so in game one, about 40 seconds into game one, James Harden injures his hamstring. James Harden's out. We know James Harden's out probably for the series, I would say. They're going to save him for the series. Kyrie Irving goes down now. We don't know how long he'll be out. He was on crutches in a boot, leaving the arena last night, meaning that the Nets have Kevin Durant, who, in my opinion, has made a phenomenal resurgence. He's one of the best players in the league right now. And they also have Blake Griffin. They have DeAndre Jordan. And that's not saying much against a Bucks squad. I'm sorry, but... Kevin Durant, I don't know if Kevin Durant's going to be able to carry this net squad past the Bucks. I think the series could quite possibly go seven games without Kyrie and James Harden. Now, granted, Giannis and Dedekumbo has not been playing the basketball that everybody knows he can play. He, he just hasn't. It's just the way it is. And the Bucks haven't been playing the basketball that everybody knows they can play. They, they just haven't. Um, and that's why the Nets went up 2-0 at home. Not only that, but Blake Griffin has sort of had a resurgence. Blake Griffin's playing like the old Blake Griffin, like the Blake Griffin we know. Um, but I, do, I just don't think it's enough. They need Kyrie Irving or James Harden to get out of the East, especially if Kyrie Irving and James Harden are injured now. I think that Philadelphia in the next round, who I think is going to beat the Hawks, has a very, very good shot at moving on to the finals, especially against an injured Nets squad. Now, if again, if the Nets have Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant all on the floor and they are a healthy Nets squad, nobody's going to stop the Nets. It's just not going to happen. You know, you can throw me any scenario you, you want with that healthy Nets squad. They are winning the championship this year, if they are healthy. If not, I think Philly has the potential to beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Because Kevin Durant and Blake Griffin aren't enough. The Nets don't have enough defense as is. And, you know, maybe they can take it to a Game 7 and get to the next round. I think they can at least get past the Bucks because the Bucks aren't playing the way the Bucks should be playing. But I think they might be in some serious trouble headed into the Eastern Conference Finals against Philadelphia. Only time will tell. Tonight, we have Philadelphia and the Hawks as well as the Clippers and the Jazz. And then tomorrow night, Tuesday, we have the Bucks and the Nets. I'm considering doing a play-by-play for you guys on Facebook Live tomorrow of the Brooklyn Nets game. We'll see how that shakes out. And probably will do one. We will see. Moving on to our NFL topics. We've got two more topics left for today. I know it's a bit of a short show, uh, but we don't, you know, not much has happened in the... Uh, in the sports realm in the last week that, you know, I, you know, put into my show. Although, one more thing I do want to talk about in the NBA, and that is the Boston Celtics, because the Boston Celtics season is over. As we know, the Brooklyn Nets beat them in the first round, and now 
We know the direction that the Boston Celtics are headed in. We know that Brad Stevens is moving to president of basketball operations. Danny Ainge steps down. He retires. And earlier in the year, I said, you know, as a Celtics fan, I think it was time for Danny Ainge to retire. He just couldn't pull the trigger. And I wanted Brad Stevens to stay as a head coach because I think Brad Stevens was a good head coach. We know now that that is not the case and that Brad Stevens is now moving to president of basketball operations. So what that means is that Celtics need to find a new coach. Who is, who's their new coach going to be? Uh, I think that there's a lot of options for the Boston Celtics to obtain a new coach. I'm looking at a guy like Chauncey Billups. I'm looking at a guy quite possibly like Mark Jackson. I know a lot of people are saying he'll never come out of the booth again to coach because he's calling NBA games now. I'm looking at a guy, talk about a wild card, but I've heard his name thrown around. I'm looking at a guy like Kevin Garnett, and I would love to see Kevin Garnett back in Boston as a coach because a lot of people are saying what Boston needs is a motivator, and I think Kevin Garnett is that guy. I think Kevin Garnett is that motivator that the Celtics need, and I think he would be a very, very good coach. If I had to put money on it, I would say that Chauncey Billups will probably be the new uh, head coach of the Boston Celtics by um, the start of the season, the 2021-2022 season. Uh, Brad Stevens did already meet with Chauncey Billups, so we'll see where that goes. I just wanted to throw that in there in the show as well before we move on to the NFL. And now we will move on to the NFL because Julio Jones, that's where we're going to start, has found a new home in Tennessee. He will be playing for the Tennessee Titans this upcoming year. And talk about a three-headed monster. You got Derrick Henry, who in my opinion is the best running back in the NFL. No question he is the best running back in the NFL. A.J. Green, or A.J. Brown, I'm sorry, who is a decent wide receiver, and now you throw Julio Jones into the mix, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. I think the Titans could be very, very good in this AFC. I think they own the AFC South because nobody's going to beat him in the AFC South. Everybody's talking about how the Colts are going to be good. I really don't think the Colts are going to be good with Carson Wentz. Everybody's talking about uh, the Texans, who we know the Texans are in disarray, and the Jaguars just aren't there yet. They need a couple years under their belt before the Jaguars are good. Although I do think the Jaguars are going to be good with Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow. So anyway, I think this is the Titans division now, the AFC South. Obviously, they're going to win it. I don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs. I think they could go pretty far in the AFC. I don't think they're going to go to the AFC Championship. I think they might go to the divisional round and lose there because the AFC is just too good, right? The Kansas City Chiefs are good. Uh, They're probably going to go. The Buffalo Bills, you got to get by them. The Cleveland Browns, you got to get by them. There's a a lot of good teams right now. I would peg the Tennessee Titans as the fourth best team in the AFC right now. I would put the Chiefs ahead of them. Again, I would put the... Bills ahead of them. I would put the Browns ahead of them. Not those. That's probably it. I wouldn't put many other teams ahead of them, unless of course, um, unless of course Aaron Rodgers goes to the Denver Broncos, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I think the Titans are going to be very good. Julio Jones did not have a very good year last year, uh, and he's gonna bounce back because he's got a good team. Uh, under his belt. And I think the Titans are going to be very good. So we'll move on to our last topic of the day. I know I'm going through this show very, very quickly, but I did want to get the show to you guys. Aaron Rodgers did not show up for mini camp, uh, which means now that he could face some fines 
it also means that, you know, the drama continues right in Green Bay. We don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. But the team president says that he's dividing the team. And my thoughts on this is that he is dead wrong. The team president is dead wrong. Aaron Rodgers is not dividing the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are dividing the Green Bay Packers. Let's look at the series of events, right? Why does Aaron Rodgers want to leave? Aaron Rodgers had every shot in the world to go to the Super Bowl last year in that NFC Championship versus the Buccaneers. A lot of people say if he would have ran it in, okay, we, if, yes, if he would have ran the ball in, he would have had a touchdown. It would have been in the Super Bowl. But Matt LaFleur made the wrong call to kick a field goal on fourth and goal. I, you know, And I will say that as long as I'm living, I will say that Matt LaFleur made the wrong call. So it's not the it's not Aaron Rodgers. It's the Green Bay Packers. Aaron the Green Bay Packers before that they drafted Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers. We know Aaron Rodgers didn't like that because that's telling Aaron Rodgers that he's on his way out. So I have a very big problem with the team president saying he's dividing the team. He didn't show up for minicamp because he's made it well known he doesn't want to play for the Green Bay Packers anymore. Is Deshaun Watson dividing the Houston Texans because Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play there anymore and he's probably going to sit out this season? I don't call that dividing a team. I'm sorry. I call that trying to force your way out of a team that has treated you poorly. And I think that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And I think Aaron Rodgers will not start week one for the Green Bay Packers. I don't even know if he'll be in Green Bay week one for the Packers. But he is not dividing the team. That is not it at all. Aaron Rodgers is not dividing the team. The Green Bay Packers are dividing the team. And I just wanted to throw that out there before I ended this show. Because I just wanted to, you know, update you guys on the drama that's been going on. Because he didn't show up in minicamp. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares about fines. I don't think he cares. You know, he has a lot of money. They can fine him if he wants. What he ultimately wants is to be out of Green Bay. And will he be out of Green Bay? I don't know. We'll see. But I think it's worth mentioning that he probably may not start week one. We might see Jordan Love start week one. And by the way, Jordan Love said he's ready to start week one. So we'll see what happens there. But that's my show for you guys today. I hope you guys uh, really enjoyed it. If you want to hear more podcasts just like this, go ahead and tune in to Sports Talk with Ryan Stout weekly on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. You can also find it right here on YouTube if you're watching the video. I will upload those weekly. And of course, don't forget to join the Facebook group, Sports Talk with Ryan Stout. You can just request to join the group and I'll and you know I'll most likely uh, let you guys join. It'll just send me a request and I'll have to accept you guys in. That's where you'll find my play-by-play stuff. But again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been your weekly edition of Sports Talk with Ryan Stout.